Oh, good afternoon, Thrive Church. I am so excited about seeing different faces, faces I'm not familiar with. I'm glad you're here. And uh, I'm glad you chose to spend your afternoon in the library of all places, right? And uh, we, we love the fact that God has given us this venue to use as we pursue uh, a new location to meet. But that time has not come just yet. And I know in time God will provide. You know, last week we are talking about a biblical worldview. And when you use those words, people are like, what does that mean? It can be confusing. Uh, I talked about two things that were a necessity in order to have a biblical worldview. You, you had to trust God's word. Uh, sometimes that's difficult when you look at the Bible. How do you trust God's words? There's things in there that don't always make sense. And then you have to trust God's knowledge above your own. We think we got it all figured out, but sometimes we have to realize our ways are not His ways. Our way of thinking is not God's way of thinking. And, and when it doesn't necessarily make sense, you got to step back and say, okay, I'll accept it for what God said, His word, and I will trust Him that He knows what He's doing. And by doing that, you can then have what's called a biblical worldview because now you're stepping into this realm, if you would, where you look at everything around you from God's word, from that point of view, instead of your own point of view. I, I used this example last week about glasses. When I was a kid, I needed glasses desperately, and it wasn't until I got those glasses that I saw things the way they were meant to be seen. Uh, where I lived in Decatur, Alabama, I, I thought what I saw around me made sense until I put the glasses on, then everything changed for me because I read signs <laughs> that I thought I was reading before, but I wasn't completely making out because I was reading the image, if you would, not necessarily the words. So I saw things on that sign that I thought meant one thing, but meant something completely different. I gave the example, for instance, I would always pass uh, the Wildlife Refuge Center and I saw, I saw this sign uh, on the entrance of the Wildlife Refuge Center, and I always thought it was a wizard holding a wand, and uh, a magic wand, and for years and years I thought that, until I got my glasses, and then we were driving back home, back to Somerville from Decatur, and we passed that sign, and I was amazed that it wasn't a wizard at all. It was two geese flying in the air, and they were just positioned in such a way that it looked like maybe an arching wand or something of that sort. But it came to me at that moment that I was looking at things wrong, and I couldn't see it the correct way because I wasn't, I wasn't able to see properly, clearly. It wasn't until I got the glasses on that I could see clearly. And I feel like in life, people have a worldview where they think they understand, life, but they really truly don't. There's something not quite right. They think they understand death. They think they understand marriage. They think they understand how to raise their children. They think they understand politics. They think they understand sexuality. They think they understand morality, but they really, really don't if they're not looking at life through the lenses of the Bible, which takes you from a worldview to a biblical worldview. And just like when I was a kid, it was at that moment I saw the world differently when I put on the glasses. And when you put on scriptural lenses, biblical lenses, if you would, symbolically speaking, everything looks different. Now, everybody has their opinion. Opinions. They're like armpits. Everybody has them and they all stink. The reality is simply this. Our opinions and the way we look at life is all dictated by influence. It, it, it depends on the way you were raised. The books you read, the movies you watch, the, the, the podcasts, the social media, 
Whatever is influencing you ultimately dictates the way you look at the things around you, the way you process life, how you were taught, the university you attended, the professor you had. That has all influenced you to look at life the way you look at it now. And in order to have a biblical worldview, you have to set all those ideas and opinions and philosophies aside and say, God, what does your word say? And when I am willing to do that, I'm putting on the lenses of the Bible and I'm looking at life differently. That's a biblical worldview. The Bible gives God's, uh, God through his word gives us purpose and direction. And I feel like there's a lot of people in life that don't have that because they don't realize it's all in the book. It's all been revealed to us. So let's pause for just a minute. And let's pray. And let's ask God to give us some clarity as we dive into this. Everybody with me? All right, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, God, I am asking you to help us have clarity as we look into your word. Lord, help us to set aside our opinions and our ideas and our thoughts and understand it's not about us. God, help us to clear our minds and calm ourselves today. Whatever may be on our minds right now, even if it's as simple as, what am I going to eat today? God, help us to set that aside. You have a reason, a purpose for us to be here today. And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you make it very evident what you want us to learn from your word. Lord, help us to get it and help us to understand it. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that there'll be nothing that hinders us from receiving exactly what you have for us today. I pray, Lord, that you'll just help us. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. This is part two of the two-week mini-series on Biblical Worldview. This part of the series, I want to focus on this. What will a biblical worldview do for you? I believe it's two things. I believe a biblical worldview will give you clarity and stability. If you're willing to accept God's Word, the Bible, for what it says and trust it, and believe that God's knowledge is above your knowledge and He knows what He's doing, then you can enter into this new realm with clarity and stability to life. Both of these truths are found in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6. Last week I focused on Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto your own understanding. Now we're focusing on this aspect. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. I believe according to Proverbs 3.6 that we can have clarity when it comes to life. These are the two things that a biblical worldview will do for you. Is everybody with me? Y'all ready? Here it is. First thing, it will give you clarity. Clarity. I love clarity. It is so difficult when you don't have clarity. When somebody's trying to explain something to you and you're sitting there thinking, I don't know how to tell this person, but I don't understand anything that's coming out of their mouth. It's like back in when we were younger... <laughs> If you can relate to this, when you'd watch the TV show or the movie Peanuts and the teacher would go, wah, 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 and Charlie Brown would be like, yes, yes. And you're thinking, how do you understand what that teacher is saying? Because when they made the cartoon, they would only have the teacher make the sounds, wah, 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 wah. But I feel like in life, that's, that's the way it is for me. Just a lot of wah, 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 wah. There's no clarity. For instance, uh, I don't know if this is a good example, but... Um, I pick the worst movies, the worst. I know you're saying amen because you come over and watch them with me. Mm. The worst. I pick movies that I think we're going to have a really good plot. 
that's going to be a great movie. And then halfway through, we're like, what is going on? This is horrible. This is an awful movie. And I get a lot of flack from my good friend Steven, our drummer. And he's like, Dave, you pick the worst movies. They don't have a good plot. Nothing makes sense. But if you're living life without a biblical worldview, then you're living life without a plot. Y'all follow me? It's the same thing. You don't have clarity. There's not true understanding. And God's word gives the plot of life. It gives clarity of what life is truly about. We call it the seven C's. Seven C's are like this. You have creation. That's when God created everything. You have corruption. That's the fall of man. When Adam and Eve failed in the garden, they chose to do it their way instead of God's way. Catastrophe. That's when Noah built the ark and the world was flooded because of the immorality of the world. And then there was this confusion after the flood where you had the Tower of Babel. You all remember that? And, and God chose to confuse the languages. And then later on, we enter into the New Testament. We have Christ. He's born and we celebrate that period of time at Christmas. And then eventually, 33 and a half years later, he goes to the cross. We have that crucifixion. And then we have what's called completion. This is when everything comes to a close. There's a new heaven. There's a new earth. And everything's done and settled. And life can be uh, all new in a way that we've never experienced before, the seven seas. That's the plot of life. You say, I've never heard of that. I don't even truly understand that. That's because it's in the Bible. And in order to look at life the proper way, you have to look at it through the lenses of the Bible. That's a biblical worldview. And when you do that, there is clarity to life. And, and with clarity, there becomes more direction and understanding. Clarity of life comes from an acknowledgement of God. That means everything we do, we get approval from God before we do it. That's why the Bible says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. I acknowledge that I'm not going to be spending money unless the bank has the money for me to spend. There's an acknowledgement with Chase Bank. They are in control of my finances when I give them my money. Y'all following me? Everybody on the same page? There's an acknowledgement that I need to make sure that I can have the approval to get this loan or to get the approval to spend this money, and that is only going to be through the bank. Now watch this. In life, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you understand that you need to acknowledge God before you make any move in life. That gives clarity. And you understand that that clarity comes through God's word and the fact that God from the very beginning had a purpose for us with creation because you were made by God. You're not here by chance. You were fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. There's a creator. But then things got muffed up because there was corruption and Adam and Eve chose to do things their way. And then you begin to see those seven C's that I just explained to you, all illustrating the plot of life. But within that, we step back and realize that God is not the author of confusion, according to 1 Corinthians 14, 33, but of peace. And if God is not the author of confusion, then that means he's the author of clarification, now, stay with me. God provides mankind with everything he or she needs to know and understand about life. In order for us to grasp that, we can't skip any of the seven C's. We can't skip over creation and say, you know what? I'm going to have biblical worldview, but I don't believe in creation. I believe in evolution. Well, you missed it because that's part of the plot. You can't bypass it. Let me illustrate. Me and Brianna, we watch movies together. Again, I choose movies that don't have a great plot, but sometimes it's a home run and I do good. Brianna's not into movies like I'm into movies. So what she'll do is this. She'll say, Dave, I'm going to go get a shower, and you just start the movie without me. And I'm like, are you sure? I don't think I should. I should wait on you. You're going to miss the plot of the movie. No, I'll catch up. I can catch up. I'm not like you. I don't know what that means. Like I'm 
Now I can't put two and two together. They're, I, well, yeah, I guess so at times. But anyway, she gets a, she gets a shower and then she comes back and she said, what happened? Well, if you were here, you would know. And then I'd have to rewind. But most cases, she don't say that at all. She catches on pretty fast because me and her are complete opposite. Here's the thing. I feel like we treat life the same way. Oh, I'll catch on. I'll catch on. Let's skip that whole creation part. You know, let's skip that whole part where there was corruption and Adam and Eve failed. I'll catch on. I'll catch on. And we're bypassing some of these key parts of the plot of life. And we're thinking, I got this. Wait a second. I don't understand. Why, why, why is there cancer? Why is there death? What, what's going on? I'm freaking out here. I'm at a funeral and I don't even know why my grandmother just passed away. I don't get it. But when you put on the lenses of the Word of God, there's clarity because you begin to realize God created us with perfection. But Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve made a horrible decision that plunged us into this world of sin, which brought forth death. And now we're dealing with that. Now we have sickness and disease and cancer and all these things that are destroying us. And I can clearly see that this is not something I've done. It's something that they've done and it's passed on to me. And now I have to deal with it. But God didn't intend for us to suffer. God created the world perfect and he had every intention for us to enjoy it and to love it and, and, and thrive in life. But Adam and Eve, thank you, Adam and Eve for failing and choosing to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and plunged us into this wicked world we're in today. I can't bypass that. I have to understand creation and corruption and catastrophe and Noah's Ark, they're all part of the world we live in today. And when I get that, guess what? I acknowledge God knows what he's doing and he's working through all these circumstances and what Satan meant for evil, God meant for good. He has a plan and he has a purpose and it brings clarity a biblical worldview now starts clearing up things that I couldn't quite understand before. Y'all understand now? Even politics, you, you look at it differently. You understand. Sometimes we vote and choose the lesser of the evils, such as life. But we're choosing people that have qualities that we're looking for that line up with God's word. And that is very difficult, especially in the day and age we live in. We're not going to jump into politics. I'm just trying to explain to you that every aspect of life is easier and clearer to understand when you see the big plot that is in place according to God's word, which is the seven C's. Now, with that being said, there's things that mess us up and make it where we can't see clearly, even when we put on these lenses called a biblical worldview. There are smudges. You know, uh, I had LASIK surgery about seven years ago, six years ago, something like that. And I, before that, I'd have to put lenses, I mean, excuse me, contacts in my eyes. How many of you do that? You, you know how that is? Oh, bless you, sister. I'm brother. Hallelujah. It's misery. It was dreadful. You ever had a contact slip and it slid somewhere in your eye? God help us. How's that happen? And you don't find it for a week. And then you're like, what? There it is. That's messed up, my friends. That, I hated Contacts. There's something not right about that. But I think I hated glasses more than contacts because I was constantly dealing with smudges on my, my glasses. I was constantly right here where my brow is getting these greasy smudges. And eventually I would ignore it and it would be a problem because it would spread. And then I didn't have, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, maybe I couldn't go in the bathroom and wash them. So I try to clean them with just a rag or something. It's smear all over my lenses. I'm going somewhere with this. I promise you. 
And this is what I'm trying to say. I feel like that's what we do with life. We have biblical lenses. And then we hear somebody's ideas, philosophy. We, watch, we listen to a podcast. We watched a YouTube video, and we're like, oh, my. They are smart. They are smart. I have missed this. This is so contrary to Scripture, but I agree with them. This makes sense. You just added a smudge to your lenses. And you're like, maybe, maybe God worked in, 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 with, with evolution and then it all came together, maybe, maybe. And then next thing you know, you're swallowing this pill because there's a smudge. You know what Paul called these smudges? The philosophy of the world. Actually, he dealt with this in 1 Corinthians 14. Excuse me, in, in Romans, and then he dealt with it in Corinthians. He said specifically in the book of Romans, he said, listen, you in verse, uh, Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, things are clearly seen, laid out according to verse 1. Everything that, excuse me, verse 20, I'm all over the place, ain't I? In verse 20, clearly seen and understood and made by God. It is very, very clear what God has intended for every man, woman, and child to understand. But there's a problem. Verse 22 says, people started professing themselves to be wise, and through that they became fools. And then they got so foolish in the way they began to think. This is Paul speaking to the church of Rome. He said that he started twisting things. Men with men, women with women. And the Bible makes it very clear as Paul speaks to the church. There's some corrupt things that are not natural, that are being allowed in the church and allowed around us. And we're accepting them because of the philosophy that has been given us. Actually, he addresses it a little bit more in depth in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. He says, beware lest any man spoil you. That word spoil means capture you, enslave you with their, through their philosophy and vain deceit. He said, you got to be careful that when you're, I'm paraphrasing now, I'm putting this in my words so it clarifies what I'm trying to say. When you put those lenses on, and you understand what God says, not to allow the world's philosophy, opinions, to enslave you, literally smudge the lenses that God has made easy and clear to understand. Don't let it happen. Because when you do, you'll end up like the church of Rome that's struggling with this immorality and sexuality that's not natural. You're going to end up doing things that are not normal and not natural. And you're going to allow things in your home that are contradicting to God's word. And you're going to be frustrated and nothing's going to make sense. There's no clarity because you have not allowed in God's word to give you knowledge and direction. And all that ways acknowledge him is no longer being done. And because of that, you're challenging your home on the topics that God has clearly said to be true. You're unstable in the way you think and the way you, your marriage is. And everything in your life has become messed up and unclear. And the more you smudge those lenses with the philosophy of the world, the more it's difficult to see things clearly. But Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 says it this way, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The, world, the word world there is not talking about the grass and the trees and the plants. It's talking about the world mentality. Those that go the opposite direction of God's word. He said, don't conform to that. Don't let those philosophies consume your mind. Don't get caught up with those things. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you can prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. Local worldview brings clarity and clarity also brings security. So in Proverbs 3 and verse 6, everybody with me still? Everybody good? You all follow me? 
I know, I'm all over the place a little bit, but I hope you're still with me. Proverbs 3, second part of verse 6. And he, being God, shall direct thy path. When, when you acknowledge him and, and, and everything is sifted through him, then he can direct your path. The direction of life comes from the stability of God's word. A biblical worldview not only gives you clarity, but it also gives you stability in life. And, and, and listen to this. This is very interesting. According to a, a national survey in, in 2023, they found that 4% of adults have a biblical worldview as basis of all their decision making. Only 4% use the Bible for the basis of all the decisions they make. And the primary reason for this is because and it, they, they would rather act the way they feel is right than they'll acknowledge what God says is right. The primary reason that people do not act like Jesus is because they don't think like Jesus. Because they don't acknowledge him. And if they don't acknowledge him, they're not going to have the direction from him and the stability that he allows us to have when we submit to him and, and allow our lenses to be clear and clean. Now, behavior stems from what we think. Our attitudes, uh, our beliefs, our values, our opinions. And if they are not rooted in God's word then there's not going to be stability with those things, those areas of our life. If your life is unstable, now listen, please think clearly here. If your life is unstable, then there's a good chance, there's a good chance that God's word, the Bible, is not the deciding factor of your life. Y'all with me? Did you catch what I just said? If you feel like you're unstable, you don't have direction, if you feel like things are not quite right in your life, there's not a whole lot of clarity, there's a good chance... That God's word is not the deciding factor in your life. 1 Corinthians tells us in chapter 2 and verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Verse 13, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. We as believers have this unbelievable responsibility to understand that everything we do in life, from raising our kids to the jobs we choose to pick and have to, to our marriage, all have to be sifted by God's word, not the teachings and the ideas of man. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that, that I can lean into people that have more wisdom and knowledge than I do. I love it. But you've got to be very careful that if people put their knowledge above God's, their understanding above God's, and prioritize their way of thinking and their ideas and their ideology, then we have a problem because we've now bypassed the direction and the stability of God's word and we no longer have a biblical worldview. Listen to this. People's views of moral acceptance and, 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 and understanding is always dictated primarily by the things that we experience around us. But deeply impacted for Christians, this, the Word of God not only gives us direction and clarity, but it also gives us the stability. And I want you to know that stability comes because you have chosen to make sure that the foundation of every decision and everything you do in life is God's Word. Let me give you some clarity on this. A, a comparable study of those with a biblical worldview versus those without showed that, there, that, that uh, the, the groups with a biblical worldview were 31 times less likely to accept cohabitation. 
They were 18 times less likely to endorse drunkenness. They were 15 times less likely to condone gay sex. They were 12 times, uh, excuse me, were 12 times less likely to accept profanity, 11 times less likely to describe adultery as a moral acceptable thing in their home. Do you follow me? Those that are rooted in God's word and understand that God's word is the stability to life, not only brings clarity, but stability, if realized that there's some moral value to God's word and it will help the way they live, the way they teach, the way they, they teach their children, and the way they operate in life. A biblical worldview gives moral, a, a moral compass to us. It helps us and directs us. And that's why Proverbs 3, 6 says, And he shall direct thy path. Now watch this. A biblical worldview gives a moral compass to life, and it, and it gives stability and direction to life. And you will do this when you have a biblical worldview. You will train up your child in the way they should go. When you have a biblical worldview, you will love your wife as Christ loved the church. When you have a biblical wor worldview, you will honor your father and mother. You'll be slow to anger. You'll believe in the, the, the word of God when it says thou shalt not steal. And we shouldn't lie. And the Bible makes it very clear about the other aspects of life, including those that we hang around with and allow in our life to influence us and our children. When you have a biblical worldview, every aspect changes in a direction that is stable, clear, reasonable, and moral. That is a biblical worldview. And I'm going to tell you, a biblical worldview will give you clarity and stability and direction. Now, according to Proverbs 3, the following verse, the Bible says, And be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health unto thy navel and marrow to thy bones. The healthiest decision that we can ever make in life is choosing to have a biblical worldview. And when we choose to have a biblical worldview and accept nothing else, everything else in life becomes easier. Not perfect, not flawless, but easier. I'm going to stop there. I want you to think about this. Your relationship. Are you dating? Are you married? Do you have kids? Do you have grandkids? Do you own your own business? Do you want to own your own business? What's your hobbies? Who's your friends? What do you think about politics? What do you think about abortion? What do you think about divorce? What do you think about adultery? What do you think about pornography? What do you think about sexuality? Every one of those things that I just said, something triggered inside of your mind and your heart. Something did. You either like, I'll t I, I think this, I believe this, I feel this. But my question is this, would you be willing to sift all of those controversial issues, ideas, thoughts, processes that you have in your mind with God's word? Can you accept God's word above your own thoughts, feelings, ambitions, ideas? Can you allow God to give you clarity and stability and Put on the lenses of a biblical worldview. If you can, if you're willing, I promise you, when you hear those words, the ones that I just threw out your way, they will become more stable, reasonable, understandable, because you see it from God's perspective instead of your perspective. Biblical worldview, you see the big picture. You see the plot. You see the seven C's. You understand there's more to life than eating, breathing, and going to bed. There's more to life than checking in at work and checking out. 
There's more than life than sitting down watching your favorite TV show for hours and hours and hours on Netflix. There's more to life than arguing, complaining, and thinking there's no purpose in life. There is more to life. And when you understand that God has a purpose for you, and His Word is true, and you can trust Him even when it doesn't always make sense, you accept the reality that a biblical worldview changes lives in a positive way, then everything will become clear and stable and directional because now you acknowledge God in all your ways. And because of that, He's able to direct your paths. I don't know what path you're on, but today is the day you can make a decision to be on the right track and the right path. But it's all according to your worldview.